I'm Dietrich. And I'm Linux. And I want to thank you for joining us for our last episode of the series, I Think My Life Needs Gorilla Glue, where we've been talking about brokenness. This episode might be the hardest one for us to listen to. It's one thing when you're broken because of things that are, you're not responsible for or things that are out of your control, but when the walls around us are keeping us from enjoying the life or the very walls that we have built ourselves, that's a completely different story, isn't it? So when the things that are making us miserable are the very things we treasure, how do you escape that? Well, before we can escape, we have to understand what the issue is. And the issue is sin. And sin is when we do or don't do something that is against what God wants for us. Most of us would probably think of the Ten Commandments, and that would be right, but there is more to it. And we're going to get into that near the end of this episode. And also, in our next episode or season, that's called The Ultimate Treason. And I can't wait for you to hear it. But for now, we're going to look at someone who had a sad story. This is someone who had potential that went far above and beyond that of most of anyone else. Yet because of the life that he led, choices that he made, he fell far short of his potential. The man that's at the center of this story is Samson. Now, to give you some background on him, an angel of God came to his mother and told him what the directions were on how Samson was to be raised. This was done because Samson was to be a Nazarite, which means to be set apart for a purpose. You ever feel like your life has no purpose? This was a guy who had a distinct purpose. This meant Samson was to be dedicated to the Lord in all areas of his life, which was going to result in special power in Samson's life. We're talking about physical power. Power that is far above and beyond that of what a normal human being has. Power that Arnold Schwarzenegger would be jealous of. Now, in the case of Samson, what led him astray was the top thing that leads men astray still today. Sex. We have been directed by God that we are only to marry those who are living a life dedicated to God. And we are only to have sex with our marriage partner. Samson allowed himself to be drawn away from God's will for his life in this area. In Judges 14, we see what happened to Samson. So one day, Samson was in the town of Timnah, and there was a Philistine woman there that he thought was smoking hot. And so he returned to his house, and he said to his mom and dad, I've seen a young Philistine woman in Timnah that's caught my eye. I want, you, I want to marry her. Go get her for me. Now, his father and mother were both objecting to this. They said, isn't there a single woman in our tribe or someone among all the Israelites that you could marry? Why do you have to go to the pagan Philistines to find a wife? But Samson told his father, get her for me. She looks good to me. So his father set up the marriage between the two of them. And this is where we see the beginning of the downward path. Samson was not choosing a godly woman, but a woman who was the opposite. She was a pagan because she was Philistine and she didn't know the one true God. Now, when the marriage celebration was set up for Samson and his Philistine wife, I don't know if Samson was just arrogant, greedy, but he decided he wanted to get rich off his buddies. And so he asked some of the men to solve a riddle and they decided to take him up on it. And the deal was that if they solved his riddle, they got 30 sets of clothing. And if they couldn't solve it, they owed him the 30 sets of clothing. And just to let you know, clothing was a sign of, of money or wealth. And this is how he was going to try to make money off of his friends. So they got frustrated because they could not figure it out. So they went to his bride to get her to tell him the answer. And the result was that she cried whenever she was with 
Samson and kept it up for the rest of the celebration. Now, remember, this is not just a 30-minute wedding ceremony. This is a seven-day event. And so at, on the seventh day, he told her the answer. He finally relented, told her, because she was tormenting him with her nagging. Been there, done that. <laughs> Samson was paying the price for number one, being greedy, and number two, marrying someone that he was not supposed to marry. So this is the exact thing that every guy wants for his honeymoon. Lots of crying, lots of nagging, and no action. Something that Dietrich has never experienced. Isn't that right, Dietrich? Yes, dear. Congratulations <laughs> on reaping what you have sown. Sin has a price, and Samson was paying it. The result was that Samson abandoned his new wife. He was so furious that about what had happened, he left and he went back to his mom and his dad to live with them. So his wife was given to his best man to be the best man's bride. So Samson became a divorced man before the celebration for his wedding was even over. And his ex-wife became the wife of his best man. Again, I'm sure this is not the way he thought things were going to pan out. But when sin steps in your life, that is always the case. It will not go the way you want, and it will always go sideways. Romans 6.23 says this. It says, the wages of sin is death. Now, this doesn't always mean physical death. It can mean the death of your dreams. For example, the death of Samson's honeymoon dream. It can mean the death of your relationships, the death of your health, the death of your freedom, and on and on. Samson found this out the hard way. He was living a life of sin that would result in damage to him more than he could bear. Samson was a judge for Israel for about 20 years. And the judge is the highest level of leader for that time period. And while he was judged, the Philistines, who were the enemies of Israel, dominated the land. I want you to think about this. Here's a guy that was able to do amazing physical things. He was able to kill a lion with his bare hands. He killed 1,000 of his enemies at one time with just the jawbone of a donkey. This is the type of man that tons of men would come out and fight for. And if he had just one iota of the spiritual insight or leadership ability of any of the Israel's previous leaders, he would have been the greatest of them all because his abilities far outshined those of his predecessors. But he was the only one whose entire reign was marred by being ruled by his enemies. Why? Because of, instead of being controlled by God, he was controlled by sin. His sin was the death of his ability to lead. He allowed the external beauty of a woman, an ungodly woman to boot, to steer him into making bad choices. Choices he knew was wrong, but made them anyway. This wasn't the only occasion of Samson allowing his sexual sin to overtake him. In Judges chapter 16, it says that one day Samson went to the Philistine town of Gaza and spent the night with a prostitute. It goes on and on. Then later we see how Samson falls in love with another Philistine woman whose name is Delilah. What happens with Delilah will show you just how dense you can become when sin is destroying you. Now, Del the Philistine leaders found out that Delilah and Samson were hooking up. So they went to Delilah and said, hey, get this guy, deliver him to us on a silver platter so we can destroy him. And so this is what she proceeded to do. So Delilah kept asking Samson what was the secret to his strength. Samson would lie to her. He'd make up some story about, do this to me and I'll lose my strength. And he'd wake up in the middle of the night and find that she had done to him exactly the thing he told her to do. This didn't happen just once. It happened numerous times. And so Samson finally relented and he told her exactly what she needed to do to take away his strength. He wakes up in the middle of the night and the Philistines are hauling him away. They're taking him to his destruction. He was led away in chains to be a prisoner of the Philistines. 
Here's a man who, if he had not allowed sin to dominate him, he could have been remembered as one of the greatest leaders in the history of the world. So Diedrich mentioned that Samson was now a prisoner of the Philistines. So here's how the story ends. The Philistines reduced him to a shell of what he was. They gouged out his eyes, used him for slave labor. And one night, as they were throwing a party, they decided to bring him out as entertainment. How humiliating, I can only imagine, for Samson. He knew he had been disobedient to God. He had been deceived by Delilah, defeated by these Philistines, and probably feeling really foolish because he's being disgraced by his enemies once again in front of everyone. So what does he do? He called out to God, and he asked one last favor. Samson prayed to God to help him to have one final victory over his enemies. And God restored Samson's strength to him. That day, <laughs> this is amazing, Samson killed thousands by pushing against the pillars and making the roof of the temple come down on him and his enemies. Most of us know what it is like to see wasted talent. We see people who have gifts and they just squander them. It could be because they don't care about their gifts. It could be because they don't think they even have any gifts at all. There are also times where gifts are wasted because individuals have spent their lives drunk or high or allowed some other destructive pattern to rule their lives. As a result, their lives become nothing more than a wasted opportunity. Maybe this is the way you're looking at your life right now. You look at all the what-ifs and the if-onlys of your life and you think, I'm nothing but a waste. And it is true. There is nothing that you can do to take back any wasted years. They're gone and there's nothing you can do about it. But your future can belong to the God who loves you and wants to use you in ways that will give purpose to your life instead of the destruction that sin is bringing. Samson wasted many years living for himself rather than fulfilling his intended purpose for God as a Nazarite. But I want you to know he did repent of his sin before he died. He made peace with God and God honored him for it was gracious and forgiving to Samson and did an extraordinary thing, giving Samson power one last time to kill more of his enemies at the time of Samson's death than all during his life. Some scholars would add that this right here made it possible for Israel to gain their freedom from the Philistines down the road, which was Sam's, Samson's purpose all along. If you feel your life has no meaning, your life is going nowhere, you believe all hope is gone, I want to encourage you to not only listen to our series, our next series called The Ultimate Treason, like we've mentioned before, where we, we, we are going to talk about in depth what you can do to break away from this destructive lifestyle of wrongful living. But I also want you to stick around for a few more minutes because before we end here, because Dietrich and I want to just share a couple more things that we believe are important. You know, this brokenness through our choices that we have been talking about in this episode, this sin or wrong living as we call it, comes with serious consequences. Sin binds us, it blinds us, it slowly eats away at us, it takes us further than we want to go. Furthermore, sin costs us financially, it breaks relationships, and it creates unnecessary hardships. But you know what the number one thing that it does to you? It takes you away from thriving with God. Because of its binding power, if you believe that your life has become a prison because of an addiction, I want to encourage you to reach out to an organization that is tailor-made just for your situation. I want you to go to CelebrateRecovery.com. This is an organization created to help those who are dealing with any kind of an addiction like pornography, drugs, alcohol, food, or whatever. It's a wonderful resource for you to help find you, for you to help find people in your city or in your area 
who will help you with whatever it is you're struggling with, no matter what hurt, habit, or hang-up. And I want to add that there is a website called Christianity.com that talks about the Romans Road to Salvation. We have included the link that will directly take you to that page if you would like. Or you can just go to it by yourself. But it lists some steps that you can do right now if you want freedom and forgiveness, just like Samson experienced at the end of his life. I want to close with that prayer that's on that web page. It's just a simple one. And if you wish this to be your prayer, I would love that. God, I know that I am a sinner and that the wages of sin is death. I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, as a payment for my punishment. I declare that Jesus is my Lord and profess my faith for salvation through the death and resurrection of Jesus. Thank you for your grace, forgiveness, peace, and gift of eternal life. Amen. If you'd said that prayer, please let us know. We would love to hear from you. And also, if you have any questions in regard to this, please feel free to send us an email at truthisnowtreason at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube. And I want to remind you, if you do those things, you'll be able to see the treason bites that we have coming soon and our next series, which should be coming in the new fu near future called The Ultimate Treason. Thank you for joining us. And until, until next time, time, our fellow, fellow traders. traders.